Welcome to Highway 89, Utah's most scenic musical byway. I'm Trey Hatch. In 1846, Adolf Sachs patented his new invention, the saxophone. And considering the ancient origins of so many mainstream instruments, think the flute or the trumpet or drums, the saxophone is really just a toddler in the instrument timeline, so to speak. But one that has quickly found its legs, even dancing legs, in classical, big band, and jazz music. I myself am the daughter of a string instrument maker, but I am a huge fan of this woodwind instrument, the saxophone. So I'm thrilled to be with the BYU Saxophobians. They're joining me today in the studio this hour. The name, of course, is intentionally misleading, as all of these musicians are at heart true saxophilians rather than saxophobians. So nothing to worry about. This quartet is comprised of students from the Brigham Young University School of Music under the direction of Dr. Kurt Seville. They are Jory Woodis on soprano sax, Justin Hammer on alto sax, Benjamin Nichols on tenor sax, and Miles Lawrence on baritone sax. So we'll visit with each of these guests throughout the hour, but first the music. We're going to start out by hearing the Bordel 1900 from the Histoire du Tango by Astor Piazzolla. Thank you. 
been listening to the Bordel 1900 from the Histoire du Tango by Astor Piazzolla. On Classical 89, Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, you're listening to Highway 89. I'm Trey Hatch, and this hour we're featuring the BYU saxophobians. I'd like to introduce Jory Woodis on soprano sax. A little Introduction, he has played principal alto sax for classical and jazz ensembles at Brigham Young University, including, okay, big breath, the BYU Philharmonic, Wind Symphony, Symphonic Band, and Synthesis. He's currently clarinetist for the award-winning Jazz Legacy Dixieland Band, and when he's not practicing four to seven hours a day, you might just hear him performing with his musician roommates in the Rocky Mountain Rhythm Boys. Welcome, Jory. Thank you, Trey. Nice to be here. So you grew up in Cowley, Wyoming, a town in the Rockies. So tell me about that. What is it like there? Oh, well, rocky to say the least. Yeah? No, it, it, the name is Cowley, and that, of course, is named after Matthew Cowley, one of the original apostles. Um, it can be a little misleading, though, because there actually are four times as many cows than people in the city. And so the, the name Cowley kind of has that sort of connotation with it, you know? So with all that open space, with more cows than people, uh, did it seem like it would be a natural fit for you to be practicing your saxophone outdoors? No, I well, I, I did, but it never felt natural. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a favorite spot to take your, your horn out and, and give it a go? I've practiced a lot of places out, out in the outdoors. I used to practice on my picnic table a lot in my backyard, which is a really big backyard. Um, but one one particular instance that I really comes to mind was there's a series of what are called sand hills in between my town and where I went to school in Byron, Wyoming. And the sand hills are mostly like sandstone and sagebrush. Like these big giant hills that like they're they're very, very big. And I would drive home over these sand hills on the way home from school and sometimes I would stop and get my saxophone out and I would play overlooking the entire valley and I would just try to fill up the whole valley with the sound of the saxophone. Yeah, sounds inspiring. So you're obviously practicing music that you needed to learn for your school band, but uh, did you ever play other things sometimes? Did you branch out? Yeah, I played actually electric bass in a country rock band growing up. 
And we were in the country, so you got to one in Rome, you know? Do you get extra credit for reporting that? No, I get less credit, actually, for reporting that. <laughs> Have you ever played any of your own arrangements? Yeah, in fact, we're doing an arrangement of mine tonight, the very last piece we're playing, Saxophobia, is my own arrangement. Fantastic. So uh, we'll hear that arrangement later this hour. Um, we are now going to hear two more songs. This is the BYU Saxophobians, Jory Woodis soprano sax, Justin Hammer alto sax, Benjamin Nichols tenor, and Miles Lawrence on baritone. This is the Trois Pieces by Isaac Albanis, followed by Shepherd's Hay by Percy Granger.
been listening to Trois Pieces, that's three pieces by Isaac Albanis and Shepherd's Hay by Percy Granger on Classical 89 and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This is Highway 89. I'm Trey Hatch. My guest in studio today is the BYU saxophobians and we are now going to be getting to know Benjamin Nichols, our tenor saxophonist. So Benjamin is from Pleasant Grove, Utah. Before coming to Brigham Young University, he participated in Caleb Chapman's Crescent Super Band, which really inspired his decision to pursue a career in music. He currently plays with the BYU Saxophobians, BYU Synthesis, and the Wind Symphony. And what that really means is that Benjamin Nichols is taking 17 and a half credits and 12 classes. Benjamin, welcome. 12 classes. How is that even possible? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, most of them are music classes, and it sure seems like the day goes by pretty quick with 12 classes throughout the week. But I love it. I'm doing what I love, and it's a lot of fun. So I have to ask you, how many hours a day do you practice? Um, it depends on the day. Some days, just a couple hours. Some days, four or five. Jory and I like to get together sometimes and play together. Not usually outside or anything, but usually in a practice room, we get together and play. <laughs> so that's how you enjoy your free time, is you go and play some more? Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> you are in the right job. 
So you play in all these different groups at school, but I understand you also do a variety of gigs and you play outside of school. So what are those like and what kind of music are you playing? Oh, it's it's the greatest. Um, I play a lot of rock and funk gigs. Um, and that's fun because it's just uh, an opportunity to be able to go out and meet lots of different musicians that may not be from, you know, a classical background that may be from all over the place. And it's a great opportunity to be able to make some money, but also to be able to um, meet other people and expand uh, my musical genres. And keep up that uh, image of the coolest instrument in the world is really saxophone. And oh, definitely. definitely. Keep, up, keep up that image. <laughs> so I understand you do a fair amount of traveling for these performances, and you sometimes even fly. And I understand that string instrument players sometimes won't even check their instruments, and, and many cellists actually have to buy a seat next to them in the airplane to take their cello with them. So mm, yes. uh, do you worry about that kind of uh, bumping around on an airplane with a saxophone, or is that pretty indestructible? Um, you would think it'd be indestructible looking at it, but I had one time we traveled over to New York, and um, I'd never traveled without a saxophone before, but without thinking about it, I just, you know put it on with the rest of my luggage and let it go. And when it came back, um, I don't know if you can still see it, it's got a dent in the bell, it's actually <laughs> dented outwards. Um, and anyway, I was pretty sad. Luckily, nothing too serious, but I, I'd never do it again. I probably would rather buy a seat next to me than put yeah. it back through again. So well, You could be proud of your war wound. Oh, definitely. Show yep. some wear and tear. <laughs> so. Uh, part of those gigs, I'm assuming, are weddings, and we are lucky to be favored right now with a wee bit of wedding music. Um, first of all, we'll hear BYU saxophobians play a tuning note, which they need to do prior to playing this. And following their tuning note, we're going to hear them do the Kletzmer Wedding by Mike Curtis, followed by the first movement of Mountain Roads by David Maslenka.
You've been listening to the Klezmer Wedding and the first movement of Mountain Roads, played by the BYU Saxophobians, Jory Woodis, Justin Hammer, Benjamin Nichols, and Miles Lawrence. Jory Woodis, I am uh, finding it remarkable how different each one of these instruments are that play this quartet of, of our saxophone here. Um, and yours in particular looks most like a clarinet. And I understand you do play jazz clarinet as well. So does a proficiency with the jazz soprano voice of the saxophone also give you proficiency with jazz clarinet? Well, not necessarily. But being a saxophonist does necessitate having a certain level of proficiency on the clarinet. Um, as far as carryover from this instrument to the other, there isn't a whole lot other than you blow and you wiggle your fingers. <laughs> so, so technically, if you are, are skilled at the clarinet, you're also going to be able to pick this one up as well? In theory, sure. <laughs> In practice, does it work the same? Or is it a big transition from one instrument over to it's, the next? It's a pretty big transition, yeah. It takes hours and hours of practice and getting used to the feel of the different instruments. Okay. So we've come to the last segment of the program and to the piece that we've really been working up to, uh, which is the namesake of the quartet, which is called Saxophobia, of course. So we'll hear your arrangement of this piece in just a minute, but I wanted to know when you first encountered saxophobia and why did you choose to play with it and arrange it and make it your own? When I was in the seventh grade, I was studying with a fantastic saxophonist and teacher named Craig Olson. And we got it ready for a big competition in northern Wyoming, which I know that sounds like oxymoron, a big competition in Wyoming. <clears throat> but anyway, we're getting ready for a big competition, and I learned the piece, and I really liked it. And, uh, and it, it continued to just go through my head all the time until now. And I thought, I would like to arrange a piece for this quartet, and that one seemed to be the obvious choice because it's such a catchy tune. I'm sure you'll, you'll hear that in a second. And I understand a lot of people in Germany, Austria, and other European countries are going to hear this when you tour with the BYU Wind Symphony later this year. They are, and that piece is a little different. It's arranged for wind symphony accompaniment instead of saxophone quartet accompaniment. So, yeah, it's going to be a little larger scale and a little more exciting, I think. So we're going to hear the exclusive uh, smaller ensemble version now. You are. Okay, let's hear... Uh, the BYU Saxophobians, Jory Woodis on soprano sax, Justin Hammer, alto, Benjamin Nichols, tenor, and Miles Lawrence, bass, playing Saxophobia by Rudy Vidoft, arranged by Jory Woodis, and featuring Jory on the soprano saxophone with accompaniment by the rest of the quartet. <laughs> Thank you. 
You're listening to Saxophobia by Rudy Vidoff, arranged by Jory Woodis and featuring Jory on soprano saxophone. That concludes another edition of Highway 89. Highway 89 takes you to any number of musical destinations, and every one of them musical and memorable. This hour featured the BYU Saxophobians. Special thanks to Jory Woodis, Justin Hammer, Benjamin Nichols, and Miles Lawrence for coming and sharing their musical talents with us. We appreciate hearing from you. Please send us your questions and comments by email to highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. The show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Trey Hatch. Thank you for listening.